All right, the season is almost here. And we want to know the season openers, right? Who is going to come out swinging? Who is going to come out fighting as hard as they can? And who is going to catch an L fresh out the gate? We're going to talk about the opening season matchups for all of your favorite teams of the conference. And more importantly, we're going to do it with our guy who comes on every single Freestyle Friday, Jesse Drake. He's in the building. Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm joined by Locked On Seminoles host, Drizzy Drake, for our Freestyle Friday episode that we do each and every week. Drizzy Drake joins us for a great time. It's Freestyle Friday because you know, crazy things happen on the Friday show. We're just all tired. We're ready for some new action. And of course, we give it to you plain. That's what we do here on the Locked on ACC podcast. Please make us your first listen each and every day. Blast threw me off a bit, but I'm going to keep rolling. Please make us your first listen each and every day, followed by the Locked on Seminoles podcast as your second listen. And then make sure you download, subscribe to each of our podcasts on YouTube. We are there. You can follow us on Twitter and all the good things. Jersey Drake, newly Jersey retired, Jersey Drake. How's it going? Jersey is retired. For those who don't know, I actually did propose to my uh, wonderful fiance. Now I can't be Come saying on, girlfriend, girlfriend's yeah. title anymore. Posted her down in the Keys. It was a great, great moment, great, great weekend. But I'm also glad to be back here talking about some uh, some football and also my favorite thing to do, which is talking about some sports betting. A hundred percent. Now Jersey Drake comes to us from the Locked On Seminoles podcast. Can you tell a little bit of the people? What they can expect each and every Friday with your takes and your little spice that you add and flavor that you bring to our show. Well, I'm a South Florida born boy, which means I'm very blunt, straight to the point. And I'll also give you my opinion, whether, you know, it's backed up by facts or simply how I'm basically feeling. And typically with Friday's episodes, I'm a big fan of basically making my friends richer, making our listeners richer, because I'm a huge proponent, huge uh, fan of actually a lot of sports games, especially with college football. And I think with ACC, from us covering for the past, for me, I think for the past two two to three years, I think I had a little more insight or probably knowledge actually of, of, of a majority of these teams. And if you listen last year, I took Charlotte to beat Duke in week one and that um, uh, made a lot of folks money on here. So let's hopefully keep the ball rolling with that. A thousand percent. Now I will say Jersey Drake is terrible at bets against me. All right. Comes to basketball. <laughs> let's be honest about it here. We just, we struggle right, a little right. bit with the bets against me. Now I'm not saying I'm good at this because I'm not. But sometimes I just know when to call it, right? So there you go. But say all that to say, it's going to be a great football season. I think if there was ever a time to really enjoy the last of the best of the divisions, this is year for the conference. Like, I'm really excited about the Atlantic. I'm feeling all right about the Coastal. I will feel better. Like, I'm hoping that Carolina, I'm a Carolina girl. For those who don't know, I'm hoping Carolina kind of surprises people the same way the basketball team. Like, boop, boop, we're in a national championship. You know, like, I, I want one of those I mean, it just basically comes down to your quarterback, whether or not you believe Jacoby Criswell or Drake May is the QB for y'all. And then also, I know that you are going to be a big, big Duke Blue Devil fan for the rest of the year, that even though their win total was at, I think, three and a half. Spoiler alert, they will go under. But to me, basically, overall, like the ACC, it's a lot of fun watching all these games. And quite frankly, I can't wait to dive into week zero game. A hundred percent. And I catch that shade there, but it's fine. I trust Jacoby <laughs> Criswell the same way I trust Jordan Travis. So, hey, All right, so Florida State will open up. Let's talk about season openers. Week zero, we have two teams face two teams who are competing in week zero. We have got 
Florida State and North Carolina. Florida State will take on Duquesne in Tallahassee on ACC Network at 5 p.m., followed by Florida A&M taking on North Carolina in Chapel Hill on ACC Network at 8 p.m. And the biggest question, you know, of course, we'll get to Florida State here, but I want to start with North Carolina because everyone wants to know, FAMU, is the band going to be there? That's been the biggest hype of the game. Just let you know everything you need to know about how the game is going to go, right? If people are just asking, is the band going to be there? Me, it's like, eh, it's a game. Well, that and also, I mean, they think they did have like the uh, the Heisman on defense actually on the defensive line for Fam. You actually did enter the portal for I think a few weeks, but then decided to come back. But I mean, you're right. It's a it's a week zero game. It's a tune up game now. I wouldn't be surprised if Fam you opened up the seven zero. But typically speaking, the first drive for every single you know FCS opponent is always going to be their best drive. So to me, that's how that game should work out. Uh, is hard heels. I think every everyone enjoys a good pop in the mouth. Right. Carolina is very much known for having certain teams give them a nice pop in the mouth in the beginning to say, hey, you're actually going to have to compete. But ultimately, you know, it comes down to can Carolina figure out how to close games. So for this one, I think it's going to be a pretty nice matchup to start. But of course, in the end, it'll go to the Tar Heels. I don't it's way too early to have lines and all that. stuff. But I'm just saying, if you were to like go ahead and give people hints, we're feeling like the Tar Heels got this one pretty good oh uh, i think they got this comfortably i think they got this very comfortably because i think for even though sam howell is gone mac brown's been elite uh, has been recruiting at an elite level at unc that defense is going to be nasty and you quite think frankly, so i think so i think that basically okay. they're another year older another year wiser and experienced as you definitely need that you saw a lot of growing pains the past few years and also bateman's gone so uh that definitely helps yeah shout out to the homie yam brown who hit us up on youtube and basically said if that defense doesn't get better his hot seat will be real hot soon talking about Mac Brown. So he listened to that episode. So appreciate him there. Now on the flip side, we got Florida State facing off against Duquesne. I think that, is it Duquesne or Duquesne? It's Duquesne, but we have a running joke on our program that we call them the, <laughs> the fighting David Duquesnes, the fighting David Duchovnes, like something like that. We know it's Duquesne, folks, but we like to have a little fun around here. We love to have a little fun around here. And I'm pretty confident that Seminoles will take care of business, but can't be too cocky because Seminoles have been known in recent years to drop the ball a little bit. Listen, yep. <laughs> I, we, knew I, I knew I would get last it. Year, <laughs> no, last year was our first loss to an FCS team. Trust me. We, okay. I know we lost Jacksonville State. I think we even talked about it on this program where I was like, oh, yo, we'll bleep, we'll beat, uh, blow them out by like 20, 30, 40 points. And then I had to do an instant reaction where I'm like, I can't believe we just lost Jacksonville State. But yeah. I think if you watch the UMass game from later on in the year, McNevel kind of understands that he has no right to play with his food when it comes to inferior opponents. And Duquesne, actually, if you look at the roster overall, is a pretty decent FCS team and probably should be very competitive. I don't expect Jordan Travis to throw the ball more than 10 times a game because I think all you need to do is just be Trayshawn Ward, be Trey Benson, and let your defense do the damn work and let Fabian Lowe maybe get two or three fumbles that game. I think it's just that kind of game. Yeah, a thousand percent. Listen, I love that line. Don't play with your food. Very critical because if you do... You're going to mess around and find yourself in the fourth quarter and having blown coverage is just going to be a long night. But you still get a proposal out of with it. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> You'll still get a proposal out of it. You know, didn't that guy propose? Yeah, Brady Scott. Okay. He proposed yeah. to uh, my sister, one of my uh, fraternity brothers. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Small world. I'm sure you did. You tell him afterwards that probably wasn't the best idea, or you were like, yeah, football is everything. Uh, hey, listen, man, your personal life comes before football because you're not going to be playing football when you're gone, Brady. But, uh, I mean, you you picked you picked the right game to do it at because that was supposed to be the guarantee. I mean, I'm not gonna, no, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> see, 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 guys, this is what we're gonna get all season. We're gonna get a little riled up. 
And I really think because of how the year is going to go for Florida State, it's going to be even more enjoyable for you guys because Chrissy Drake is going to get all worked up. Now, I want to talk about these first Labor Day weekend matchups. But at first, I want to remind you that we talk about betting here on our Friday show because thanks to our friends at BetOnline.net, it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. They continue to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, sports, and podcasts. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline is where the game starts. And I promise you, I'm going to have a game where I put Florida State as the team that's going to upset. I mean, and it really depends on how Jordan Travis starts out. Like, if I'm feeling like he's the man, I think he, they're going to pull out some games where they people probably thought they shouldn't. But it's going to be NC State. I'll let you know. It's going to be NC <laughs> State. Okay. Okay. All right. Look at you. Already out the gate with it. Mm. Long time coming. But let's get into the Labor Day weekend matchup. Okay. Season opener. Talking about all of the teams here in the conference. Just want to give test the waters on our betting action. Who we would go with. And is it going to be more challenging than others? So on Thursday, September 1, we have Pitt facing off against West Virginia. They'll play at 7 at home for Pitt. And then you'll have Wake, Wake Forest playing at 7.30 against VMI in Winston-Salem on the ACC Network. Start with Pitt. West Virginia ain't, ain't no. Well, I was actually back then, so I'm working on that. West Virginia. <laughs> West Virginia is not someone you can sleep on, right? So you have mm-hmm. to be very mindful of that action. And I think that that's a great, hey, we are defending ACC champs. We're here to leave our mark. or rooms for the table for anybody who wants yeah i don't think west virginia though has a good quarterback um there's a main reason why winston wright jr who now is the wide receiver at florida state actually left there primarily because i think his quarterback i think his name is uh garrett doeggy was a qb there um under coach neil brown struggled madly last year and then you have pitt who they did lose kenny pickett they did lose jordan Aston. i still think keen slovis who i kind of agree a little bit with aj from a few days ago where when he's healthy that's the key word when he's healthy He's a very dynamic good QB. The reason why he supplanted JT Daniels before his in, after his injury. My only concern is this is week one. Right now, I'm with our friends over at BetOnline.net, the line is at minus six and a half favoring the Panthers. That to me is something I wouldn't touch personally. But if I need to make go leaning wards, I probably will go with Pittsburgh at minus six and a half here. Come on, Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm about to say, come on, MC Hammer can't touch this. <clears throat> but no, that, that joke didn't land because I, I didn't do you, it right, but it's fine. It's okay. Wake Forest, VMI at 7.30. Wake Forest, the defending Atlantic Division champs, they've got a good one out the gate. I think this is going to be a solid matchup for them, but one where when you are playing these certain schools, I want to make sure that your defense isn't letting up points that they shouldn't. I think that's what the biggest thing I want to see out the gate for Wake Forest. A hundred percent agree. This is a game where basically like you, you have some new pieces on defense, probably like basically trying to get, you know, your feet wet for when ACC play actually does start. Cause I think they have a little more of a tougher game probably the following week. And this is a game where you won't see Sam Hartman play that much, probably basically play the first quarter because that offense, I, I probably still foresee it to be a very dynamic, potent, explosive offense. Like last year, they did lose your Roberson, but I think AT Perry even was the better wide receiver out of the two last year. So to me, this is going to be an easy, easy walk up the bus kind of win for Wake Forest. Yeah, absolutely agree. But then you get into the Friday matches where things start to get a little bit spicy. Virginia Tech is taking on Old Dominion in Norfolk. And then you have Duke taking on Temple. And I say it with a smile because, of course, as we all know, we are very much, if you're familiar with the show, I'm a Duke football fan. I love going to Duke football games. I think they are the best team to cover. 
because parking is very nice. Get in and out, collect traffic, and you get to really like own your chops. Like you have an opportunity to really try and test things from a cover standpoint. So that's my media perspective. Like for fans, falls away to school, you know, you can have plenty of open space, all the good things. So <laughs> I just think, you know, might as well try. If you're gonna if you're gonna try a game, I think Duke is always a great place to start if you're trying football for the first time. So for those of us. But let's start with Virginia Tech. Playing Old Dominion, you're playing sort of a neighbor. How do you feel about the Hokies going into their week one matchup? Because Old Dominion is nothing to sleep on either. No, because didn't Old Dominion beat Virginia like two or three years ago? And then mm-hmm. also gave them and also like forced to scare too? Like Old Dominion is one of those teams that like I don't want to play first. Yes. It, it's like I, I forgot which school is in the Big Ten. I think they played James Madison week one. And that's like a defense, like a national powerhouse when it comes to like Division One, AA, or FCS football. Those are teams you don't want to play against because y'all have you might not have the same talent, but you definitely don't have the same experience. So to me, with Virginia Tech with Old Dominion, I don't know who Virginia Tech's quarterback is. It's not Braxton Burmeister, but I don't <laughs> know the people that came in and replaced them are any much better. Or perhaps you've been able to see them aside from yeah. Grant Wells, but Grant Wells comes from Marshall, who then comes to Power Five, and that's going to be a huge, huge adjustment. So to me, for right now, Old Dominion plus seven. The moment it goes plus seven and a half, probably closer to game time, I'm taking that. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be an Old Dominion upset? Can we call this right now? Too early. Um, too early. Too early. <laughs> let's, let's, let's wait till the week of the game and then we'll probably go okay. with that. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a plan for me. Temple and Duke. Listen, if Duke is going to get on this four and O streak <laughs> that I need them to do in order to find two more at the end of the season, you got to come out with Temple win. Temple is not a team to sleep on either. It's my resounding uh, phrase for the day, but I feel like we can beat the Owls. We can do this. Come on. Come on, Blue Devils. This this will tell me everything I need to know about how good or bad Mike Elko has changed this team and this program. Please. I like Mike Elko a lot. I think he yeah. was a great, great damn hire. My only concern is that like, do you think they'll look for, like they looked ahead past Temple? Because Temple was bad last year. Temple isn't a good football That's team. Fair. Do you think they'll look ahead to the Nerd Bowl, which is Northwestern, actually the week after that? Because that's an away game, too. Duke can't afford to look ahead at anything. Let's be well, honest. I know. I know. But like, listen, <laughs> the Nerd Bowl was one of the better games we watched last year. So typically, Is that the Nerd Bowl to you? The no- Northwestern and Duke? Yeah. Okay. I would say Wake Forest. Maybe Wake Forest and Duke? No? Okay. Northwestern and Duke for you. I could, listen, anybody. Duke no, we can call really Duke and Duke and Wake Forest and Dork Bowl. How about that? You get the Nerd Bowl and the Dork Bowl. <laughs> terrible go ahead <laughs> but no I, I mean but for real though i think temple i don't think is a very good team and i think mike alco he does bring he's coached at wake forest he's also was mm-hmm. at Notre Dame, but also he has the experience of an sec defense kind of behind him he, we understand how bad this duke team is we understand yeah. how they don't really have sort of a qb op like a legitimate qb option there and mateo duran is gone yeah. but i do think he'll actually have the team prepared enough to basically go into basically Go, go home and actually take one away from Temple. I think people will probably, the line right now I want to say is Temple is plus seven and a half as an underdog. I wouldn't be surprised if the Temple line moves down further as closer as maybe plus four. The moment yeah. it goes around that plus four, plus four and a half, I'll take two. I, I really believe Duke is just ready to eat. They just needed the right coach to really give them that one-two punch, right? They really needed a coach who was going to say, here, uppercut, I'm ready to lead y'all to greatness. I just need, you know, to be at the helm. Give me the whistle. I'm ready to go. So I'm hoping that the Blue Devils have that sort of energy and vibe going into the season. Now we get into the Saturday matchups, which is a nice long list of things. And I want to make sure that we get the coverage for all of these bad boys. So Syracuse and Louisville starting up 
for the little ACC matchup. Because why not? In Syracuse, conference play. You might as well cut cut the kit, cut the ish. Let's just see where it is. Because these are, to me, mid-tier, lower-tier teams of the Atlantic. And they're saying either one has a lot to prove going out the gate. A lot of people like Louisville actually to be a sneaky dark horse for the Atlantic this year. And I just, I mean, I get it because I, I'm a huge fan of Malik Cunningham. Mm-hmm. But if this is your first time here on the show, obviously welcome. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. But also, like, I don't like Scott South as a coach. Temper expectations of the Satterfield's mm-hmm. coaching abilities. Mm-hmm. But you. then also, why is Syracuse only plus three and a half underdogs? Because to me, Garrett Schrader is just another running back in that backfield. He is not yeah. like everything that people say about Jordan Travis being a bad passer. You can probably point a little more to Garrett Schrader about that. Because that man does not throw a really nice ball or throw a ball at all, period. And to me, this game, if Louisville loses this game, which, quite frankly, though with the line being where it's at, I'm kind of tempted to take Syracuse in this, and maybe Dino will probably start off with a very hot streak. I, to me, this just might be the end, beginning of the end for Scott Satterfield. And I also think that Syracuse was in so many games last season by plus or minus three points that they're like, okay, well, either they're going to be in it or they're going to be out mm-hmm. of it, and it's going to be close. They're going to do have a, have a good fight but not be able to close. So if anything, this is Dino's chance to say, hey, we have the defense that can make the stops. We also are now saying with a new offensive system, Garrett can make the play. And Sean is going to do his part. We already know that. Yeah. So maybe maybe they're going to try and be complete. So they, they got a good kicker, the one who has no vowels. You know what I'm talking about. No, I got you. I got you. But we will know exactly <laughs> what these teams are after their first game. We will, like, if Louisville wins, like, okay, they did what they're supposed to do. And they probably will, you know, probably exceed expectations. But if Syracuse beats them, we know Louisville is kind of a paper tiger. And then Syracuse, like you're saying, with defense, they might not be as easy as a W for a lot of people on the schedule that guaranteeing that. A thousand percent. And I think if Syracuse wins, loses, and loses handily, it will definitely be a, we're on the clock for when Dino yeah. is officially let go. Cool. Rutgers and Boston College. Boston College having their first home game. It's a nice nooner. So you'll see the Eagles face off against Rutgers, which I think the Scarlet Knights are definitely a great team. But unfortunately, I think with Phil Dracovic and Dave Flowers, this is going not going to be a gimme. But it's definitely going to be a good matchup for Boston College, who, too, is trying to be a dark horse in the Atlantic division. I took Rutgers in so many games last year because I just <laughs> like the coaching style of Graciano. The only thing is they had extremely good, like, I think, field position luck as well as turnovers. Yeah. This depends to me on how fully healthy is for Dracovic and Dave Flowers. And not only that, that offensive line, like, I know Boston College, you know, basically is like offensive lineman factory. They replaced the entire offensive line and Christian Mahogany, who was going to be probably a late second round, maybe early second round pick, is out with injury. So to me, I need to see how how the offensive line stands up. To me, I think Boston College will win this game, but I'm taking Rutgers to cover this game regardless of where it's at. And I also think that, well, just talking about the ACC in general, for me, Boston College, this is the year where halfway, like there's no, we can't have too many more rhyme and reasons why things didn't shake, right? Like I think every year it was, I'm a new coach, I'm adjusting COVID protocols, all the things. Oh, Phil's hurt. I have a hurt quarterback. My season didn't go as Now it's what, right? It has to be just like, I took all the faults. I was an offensive-minded coach. I take the blame. This year, you got to see something shake. We need to see some games where they were very much close. You ended up pulling it out or vice versa. You dominate. That's what I need to see from Boston College going into this season, especially with this Rutgers match. To quote There's- the great Willie Taggart, hashtag do something, Jeff Hadley. <laughs> Shout out to Willie. All right, North Carolina. They are starting week one of their second matchup. They'll play Appalachian State. Appalachian, if you know, 
we all know around here at Boone, at noon on ESPNU. Not for nothing, Appalachian State has beat Carolina in the past couple years. So it's not like it's impossible. And let me just say, if week one is already, we're starting out one and one, North Carolina. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Don't get me distressing already. (sighs) I wish I could say with full confidence that the Heels are going to do this. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, it's Appalachian State. Come on, bro. No, I'm not not confident. No, not at all. Maybe Gina will tell me something after week zero. You know who's the uh, starting QB for Appalachian State this year? Who is it? It's your best friend, Chase Bryce. He came Come back for his second year at Appalachian Chase? State. Did he done got 30 years. He's been in there a long time. Listen, this man's got, oh, a, he's got a 401k vesting. He's got the AARP card coming out and that's a security check. But no, for real, with Chase Bryce, he was someone that basically, I have a huge theory when your Power 5 QB goes down to the F, goes down to basically a group of five level, they are much, much better. Case Bryce wasn't terrible last year, but he definitely did improve from his time from when he was at Duke the year before. And, and wasn't he, he was at Clemson, then he went to Duke. Now he's at. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's you know less pressure. They asked less for him to do. And then if you remember correctly, that Appalachian State almost beat Miami last year when they played. Mm-hmm. Chase Bryce almost led them to beating a Power Five team. And to me, this is a scary, scary trap game for UNT to play, especially at, like that's why it's really good. You guys had the tune-up game before. To me. Right now, I think the Lions at plus three, minus three. Depending on it, I will take UNC right now minus three. But don't be surprised if Appalachian State can pull this one out. Chase Bryce, I swear to God, if he outplays Drake Mayer, because I'm pissed. Greenville, <laughs> North Carolina is going to see NC State and North NC State and East Carolina. So a lot of people are saying that this is a trap game for the Wolfpack. And I'm sitting here saying, what kind of You've been watching from East Carolina and their quarterback play. <laughs> but, you know, people are saying, oh, well, the energy. And ECU is kind of like the ugly stepchild who's sort of like in the family of the Carolina schools, but not really. People who like should have gone to NC State, but chose ECU anyway. Like, it's very, it's, it's a little dicey, right? So it's a, part, it's a party school, they were telling me. G Vegas is real. G Vegas okay. is real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah. I mean, because like, that's the only thing I could think about people saying that because East, East Carolina isn't a good team. Like, I'm not even going to entertain this, in my personal opinion. NC State <laughs> might have the best defense in this conference. Uh, NC State mm-hmm. has a top three QB in this conference. And quite frankly, with East Carolina, I saw them play games last year. They're not good. Um, they aren't good. And home field advantage only gives you the edge if you're a decent or a good quality team. Yeah. You don't get that advantage from all the shouting and yelling when you're a team, when you're a team that basically isn't efficient at doing anything. So give me NC State minus 10. Give me NC State yeah. with the over. I remember watching them face off against Houston, and that was like the one game that had like the two to three hour lightning delay, and then they came back out, and it was the longest game ever, and they just couldn't get it done. You're sitting here saying to yourself, East Carolina, you have all the pieces, and you're just not not coming together. I saw them play decently in the first quarter against Cincinnati, and then, you know, Cincinnati said, we're going undefeated this season. I don't know. I don't have time for you guys. So there was that. All right, now we're switching gears. Another Saturday matchup, Richmond versus Virginia in Charlottesville. I'm not going to sit there and say that it's going to be a gimme because this is another neighbor. They're all playing all these neighbors. I love that. Virginia. Okay. Tony Elliott, this is your time to shine, big guy. This is ready to go. Let these people know you're not here to play in the coast. That's what I need from him out the gate. I agree with that. I think this is more to see, like, how is Brandon Armstrong able to replicate what he was able to do in Bronco Mendenhall's offense? Yeah. And whether or not Tony Elliott's able to basically 
open that up, but also we need to see if uh, Virginia learned how to play. Uh, that would be the big thing. Nick Jackson, and he's talking to you. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Damian Wicks, he's talking to you. I think that Keaton Thompson, you want to be the next wide receiver to really get the spotlight going into this year. You're going to be pissed off because you're not a Blitnikoff, you know, whatever all this and all the things. Make sure you show them out the gate week one. That, that to me is what Virginia needs to do in order to be like, okay, we've been talking about Miami. We've been talking about North Carolina. We've been talking about Pitt. We're really a team that can come in here and squeeze in this coast. So there's that. Miami will finish off the Saturday games against Bethune-Cookman in Miami. And I'm just sitting here saying, Mario, you too. Going to give me something that it makes me say I'm really impressed by this defense. I'm really ready to say things are changing and shifting for the Hurricanes. What I want to learn is who <laughs> is going to catch the ball from Tyler Van Dyke. Good point. Good point. Charleston Rambo is gone. Charleston Rambo and TBD together was a lethal combination. Mm-hmm. But now we need to see if Michael Redding can take the next step. If Xavier Restrepo, shout out Monarch High School, represent, actually can actually be the solid slot receiver that can be, basically in the same vein as a Braxton Barrios or Santana Moss. But we'll see how they can do with that. But the defense, to me, I have a feeling that this defense is going to be probably leaving a lot to be desired, mm-hmm. uh, aside from basically the defensive line. I think with their safeties, with Avante Williams and James Williams, that's going to be a very deadly safety duo. But other than that, and Larry Taylor, there's no one really on the defense here. Just to be okay. Blank. Well, look at that. Or we're gonna we're gonna run this back so just everyone knows. Exactly. I hope everyone's keeping notes because we now have a lot of Canes fans who watch the show. Right? They were all in my face. You know, when you were talking, when we were basically on our show last week, mm-hmm. and we were throwing out like predictions, crazier things have happened, and we're like Florida State versus Miami for our ACC championship game. They were like, Candace, do you just need ratings? I was like, No, people come anyway. But I was like, Did y'all not? Y'all didn't listen to the show. Yeah, the whole yeah. time we threw out our predictions, and I was like, "Well, crazier things have happened. Maybe Florida State might mess around with the Atlantic. I don't think it's going to happen personally, but crazier things have happened." I would love for it to happen. I just yeah. think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be probably <laughs> NC State and probably Miami, or NC State and probably Pitt. Those are probably the two most likely outcomes. But we'll right. see. Right, and Clemson wants the word as well. So, like, we 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 just sit here and throw things out and see what sticks. But we appreciate all the comments that you give because you know engagement. We love that. Now, yeah, <laughs> moving on to Sunday. Whew, okay, thoughts and prayers. Peace and peas. We're going down to NOLA at 730. The LSU Tigers are taking on the face seminar. Giving you the stage because I just, yeah, thoughts and prayers. Prayers, no, we're going we're to win this game. We're talking about. <laughs> are you serious? Okay, I'm joking. No, we did, I, we did just say we're throwing things out here. So, like, if you're trying to throw it out there. And, um, Mike Norvell, for, for people that listen to lo- me, my, me and Lock on Samuels on here, I'm not his biggest fan. Trust me, that's been, you can look at my Twitter, you can look at my discussions here. <laughs> I'm not the biggest uh, believer in him. However, yeah. we took Florida State on here to cover last year against Notre Dame. What did they do? They covered and nearly beat Notre Dame. And that was also with a, moment. Yeah. with a very injured offensive line. This I was going to say a very injured uh, Mr. McKenzie. I mean, listen, <laughs> we're not going to get to that. He's a good man, but uh, yeah, that man was, was a shell of his former self. But yeah. With LSU, they lose a lot of talent to the draft. They bring back Tayshawn Butte, but we need to see how he looks, you know, post his injury. They lose their quarterback. They have four different QBs, a new QB coach, a new offensive coordinator, a new head coach in Brian Kelly. This is going to be a very, very close game. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be at the game watching. Are you going to go to New Orleans? Okay. Oh, hell yeah. I asked, I asked Ross for some recommendations on food and where to stay. You know, you, you could have asked, asked me. Me. I could ask me. Oh, I'm going to ask. I'm asking you now. You know, I used to work for the Saints and Pelicans. I actually did not know that, but now that I do. Oh. 
but to me now i know but to me with this game it's it's mainly because i think lsu is more talented but the fact that this is a new coaching staff that's in their first game and it's going to be in prime time and we already have the duquesne game to basically get a warm-up and see basically where everyone's at this is a very attainable game for us to steal and to me i think florida state plus three is the proper play here i'm not gonna take the money line i think we can win this game but i think for those betting out there i think plus three is a great great value here okay my only question very seriously how close are you going to be sitting to whether you can hear brian kelly's cajun accent or not close enough close enough <laughs> i'm be talking about his family, family. <laughs> like, the Massachusetts. come on bro oh my god i was like you know what as a southern girl myself like i know when to turn it on when to turn it off when i get too close to people i know when to cut it on and i feel comfortable but you can't fake that's one, especially not New York, especially not Louisiana. That's a different accent. And you're not, why are you trying to be Coach O? That was just a sweet, like that. That was him, fit him, all of that. I, just, I'm not gonna understand Coach O either. He was the Etouffee Ogre. I can't, I can't understand the man at all. Period. <laughs> I'm crying. All right, our last game of the opening weekend. We have, of course, no one other than Clemson taking on Georgia Tech in another conference opening matchup. Me, circle this one on the calendar Monday. I hope you're not doing anything at eight o'clock. On ESPN, you were going to see the Yellow Jackets take on the Tigers. Georgia Tech, you can do this. You can make this a game. Because if you at least make this a game, I'm putting you in the conversation for the coach. If you don't do nothing, however, I want to know just how fast we can pack Jeff Collins. Can close. Okay? Clemson, on the other hand, <laughs> DJ. I just want to see, can you handle not having world-class receivers and still making yeah, I'm about to say, who's catching the ball at Clemson? Because the only uh, wide receiver that I knew that was there by name was Frank Latson. He's now down in Miami. And then Aju Aju, I mean, I need to see a little more out of him with that. I know we'll, you, you can only rely on Will Shipley so much. Mm-hmm. And this is a game where, I, I mean, I fully expect Clemson to basically blow them out on a Monday night, which Jeff Collins, I'm so sorry, but that's just, you're going to literally watch your resignation on live TV. But I need to see, like, how good does DJU look? Because if he yeah. looks sort of like, decent and solid that's not good enough against Georgia tech team that quite honestly we don't expect to win more than two games that that's the thing like you need to look dominant you need to look like last year was a fluke and we just said you know what if we were ever sleeping on y'all we are sorry we will never do it again that's what i'm hoping clemson shall need because again when clemson is good the conference is great when clemson is just good like they are elevated they beat who they need to beat they don't have to even do it in dominant fashion when they just win then we say, okay, everyone else can find their games, blah, blah, blah. If they have even the inkling of like poo poo, ACC, I don't know how to, I don't know how the committee is going to roll for us when it comes to college football playoff conversation. Hate that for us. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a long year. It's going to be a very year. long year, but it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a fun year. Yes. The last year of divisions, and hopefully now we can see why. We'll see very quickly how, why all the coastal coaches were uh, complaining about basically you losing their uh, easy dubs. I mean, there's so many coastal coaches that it's like you you can only go but up. The bar is in damn near hell. So hopefully we'll see some positive things. Drizzy Drake, always a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Freestyle Fridays is going to be lit. I'm excited for everyone to get in on the betting action to really just get their last want-tos, wishes, and desires before we head into Saturday's matchup. So make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. Drizzy Drake, where can these people find you? You can follow me at Tally underscore underscore Drake. You can follow the podcast at Knowles Anonymous, basically where we engage with our fans, basically where we get our themes, our themes for all of our episodes. And as always, we are 
fans first, people second, and content creators third. And uh, take the over-under on Miami. Take the under at 8.5 because Mario Cristobal is going to have a very interesting year actually down south. Sorry, Coral Gables. I'm sorry, they're not even really in Miami. Oh, Lord. So you just you couldn't help yourself in the end it unless you had some shade, some strays, <laughs> shots fired, all the things, all the things. For Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake, y'all have a great and safe weekend. Until next time.